0: Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rambler. Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it, and anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You're it into the thrill and no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic, even the so random. I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We only grow shit. Welcome to the rambler. No, that's it. That's all
1: I got to say. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Hilliard Guess. And you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, mm-hmm. we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 2015. 15. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's going on? What's up, y'all? So on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, shit like that. Yes. <clears throat> so y'all hear her voice? Mm-hmm. That's my girl, Lisa yeah. B. hmm what we call you the street nerd street nerdist why we always gotta call you street nerds? like you really a nerd or you something
0: know, <laughs> I, I have to i have to confess it took me a long time to embrace my 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 nerd i i used to be so ashamed of it really like literally i literally i was that black kid that mm-hmm. when we had lunchtime lunch breaks i would have this big ass heavy backpack and i would spend my lunch after i hurry up and gobble a sandwich mm-hmm. i would go to the library spend my time in the library Really? magazine the book of mythology mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff you know i have my friends and i did my things too but there's just something about having my nose in the book that made me feel safe and happy and uh you know and it
1: that's know, where you escape.
0: I, I used to get teased about it too that's where you escape, though right yeah, it was an escape but mm-hmm. now I, i'm not so ashamed of it any, anymore like i used to be you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's people use it for street cred i mean i was one of the now
1: brothers. did you did you grow up with a bunch of brothers and sisters and stuff like that or what
0: uh, you mean in terms of siblings? For yeah, at home, like in, at your, home? in your house? Well, my other two, my younger siblings lived overseas, but I mm-hmm. had a, a younger sister that lived with me. But mm-hmm. most of the time, though, um, you might as well say it's me because it was like... So you, you were a couple years older, so it wasn't like I, you was... Yeah, I was much older than my, my other siblings, okay. so uh, I think the my middle sister is about maybe a four-year difference. So mm-hmm. it kind of didn't, she didn't really count. But yeah, I mean, I just kind of felt like... It it was very uncool, and I did used to get teased a lot as a kid. So, but now, you know, now I I figure, you know what, I grew up around a lot, I have to be honest, I did grow up around some rough people. (laughs) 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 I come from working class roots where we had all kinds of people. We had rich black people, we had middle class black people, we had poor black people, and we had black people we didn't really want in the (laughs) neighborhood, you know, but, you know, but I embrace it. it now. So when I say "street nerds," I I say it with love and affection because I feel you. if I need to get down to like to don't please, I tell people all the time, don't let the the Southern Cali Valley mm-hmm. Girl accent mm-hmm. fool your ass. Okay, I'll catch you, bitch. <laughs> I will cut you. I will cut you.
1: <laughs> 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 no, I say that only because you know. I mean, I think we all talk about embracing you know things within ourselves, and for me. You know, being a black gay man from the hood, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. I used to. I've, I I did an episode on McBethen Court show, mm-hmm. and I was telling him about how <clears throat> I used to justify for years my gayness and my blackness, which a lot of us do, mm-hmm. <clears throat> especially when you hang around a lot of white people right. since 1984. Right. You either justify that or you justify your gayness. Right. And it took me to probably like the last five, 10 years for me to start realizing who I really was mm-hmm. and embracing how cool it actually is to be that person who I really am. Right? You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I used to justify, oh, I'm gay, but I'm not really like a punk gay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I ain't a flaming queen. Right. You know what I mean? I'm a black dude, but I, ain't, you know, I don't be hanging out in the hood. I was always justifying right. my blackness, if you will. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at a point where And maybe it's just maturity, where you get to the point where you go, God, I'm so glad I came from all that shit. You know what I mean? And um, so for me, that was, uh, (laughs) yes, y'all, we're going off on a whole little side shit. (laughs) But look, just roll with it. Y'all might learn some shit. Y'all might learn some shit. You
0: know what I mean? uh kind of similarities in terms of I think it does have an effect on our writing Sure. and I and I think it's a great thing mm-hmm. because we, we're kind of coming from these different worlds and, and trying to fit in and one of the things when you are trying to be a, a person who fits in or when you feel like you're kind of marginalized or you, well, I, I wouldn't consider myself marginalized mm-hmm. I consider myself more like an outlier like I can be in it if I need to be in with the group mm-hmm. but I choose not to because believe it or not I know a lot of my friends think I'm lying when I say this <laughs> I, I'm I'm a cerebral person. I tend to live a life of the mind. Like that's my goal, to make a bunch of money and then fix the rest of you people and I have to deal with people at all. (laughs) Because I really am an introvert, but I have learned over time to Mm -hmm. be gregarious and to externalize and to hang out with people. But there are times when I just – I would much rather just be by myself most of the time. And it took me a long time to be really comfortable with that because Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my God, why do I like hanging around with people all the time? Mm -hmm. Whereas I tend to be attracted to extroverts or people who like, who get their energy from being around people. Mm -hmm. I don't get my energy from people. People take energy from me Hmm. and I have to go recharge my own batteries within my own self. But I think that ability to do that is what helped me to be a writer because when you're an introvert, a lot of times you don't want to be the center of the party mm-hmm. but you will watch everything that you are happens. You're watching everything. And as a watcher, mm-hmm. you learn a lot about human, you know, you just learn things about how people say things the tone mm-hmm. of voice. Mm-hmm. You can read people without them saying anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of shyness, that introvert, that kind of that kind of similarity that we have. I think it really has helped us in our writing. Oh, I think it's helped us in our writing
1: and in life because I mean, I'm the type of person like, I, I don't drink or smoke or do drugs or anything. And if I ever tell you I have a best friend, they more than likely don't either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I surround myself around certain types of people. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that people may not have a drink. Like, my partner, you know, has a glass of wine you know, every night. Every night, you know? doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um... That he does. Um, when he has a bottle, I might have an issue. <laughs> I'm just going to be up front. I ain't going to lie. You know what I mean? But a glass of wine or two, cute. That's sexy, mm-hmm. right? How You know, you go a little too far. Hey. Oh, to self, oh. uh, make sure I get that Patron
0: out my trunk. <laughs> okay. Why the,
1: Hold up. Why the hell have I got Patron in the trunk in the you first place? You never way? know
0: when you need. I may need to call down some gods. <laughs> I may have to pour some out for the homies. (laughs) I might just need to just, you know, stop myself from hurting somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you just got to roll with your stuff in your hand. (laughs) You know, you just got to be ready for anything.
1: But anywho. So y'all hear how we're doing on the rant room. We already, we already gave y'all some game already. I know. Just (laughs) our personal, probably TMI. Exactly. So if y'all ready, let's get it in. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple things going on. Um, First of all, we're past our year, but I figure we, need, we at least need to have one episode okay. where we acknowledge the fact that we've been doing this for over a year now.
0: Yes, we you have. You know what I mean? If it doesn't feel that way, I mean,
1: but I know I look back, it's like, man, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, it's been a member because we were on a previous network. Right. You know, shout out to Jamie Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, he put us on for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're on his network for a minute. <clears throat> and um, we did 10 or 11 episodes mm-hmm. on, his, on his thing. Mm-hmm. And then we started our own thing like last February, I right. think it was. And we've been going in. Wow. We just dropped episode 47. Shut
0: up. Has it been that long? Yeah. Forty-seven. Oh, we feel like grown-ups. So basically, we've done like over 60, if you oh, think about God, it. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which has been good. And hopefully, the listeners out there have actually learned something from us. Because like I said, in the beginning, when we started this, it was more like the stuff that we talk about, mm-hmm. literally, it's the conversations we would have in the parking lot. Yeah, we just we <laughs> we just go, we just go having the conversation. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's having to say, y'all need to tape that, it's like, ain't nobody going to listen to mm-hmm. us. Who going to listen to us? And I guess you guys are out there
1: this. Yeah, and let me tell you guys, we don't really come here... Um, with, I mean, we have an agenda if there is one, it's more just to give, to give you some game really. Um, but we don't come here with, with a whole bunch of paperwork and bullet points on what we're going to talk about. It's like, like, we just sat down. Like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, well, let's talk about this. And we just start having a conversation mm-hmm. because that sounds real. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't edit and cut, you know, where we mess up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I might mispronounce some shit. <laughs> 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 and Lisa going to correct the brother. You know,
0: all kinds of things might happen, but that Aww. is real talk. Mm-hmm. You can't say it's real talk
1: if you're being edited, right. in
0: my opinion. Right. And we've done that where we've, you know, taught classes and things where, if you've come to our classes, have heard us when we come to speak and teach some things where it really is. It's kind of like, all right, here are the bullet points, and here's some handouts, and mm-hmm. we, we do that. But here it's more like we just want to talk to you in an organic fashion and just literally kind of like just stick a little microphone in our everyday conversations mm-hmm. about writing and craft and what exactly. we're trying
1: to do. And, and speaking of classes, um, we've got to give a quick little shout-out to Bill Tob and Jeff mm-hmm. Thorpe, I and mean, we've got to give them a shout because mm-hmm. they're about to do their, their little seminar on the eighteenth. Okay. I should have looked it up before I even started talking, but that's what happens when you spitball. Um, <laughs> anyway, shout out to to them from the librarians. You know, Paul Gio and um, and Jeff. They're Jeff about to, learn. to yeah. yeah. They're about to do some shit. So and that's what really I love cool. about
0: that is they doing it for free.
1: Free. Okay.
0: Which so, we doing the shit for free? Okay. Like, look, but here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, it's. Look, look, we we in Hollywood Mm -hmm. We in the land of get paid Or pay somebody, you know And a lot of of Yeah, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff They will charge you a chunk of change Mm -hmm. Like you may have to save up and decide Well, I'm not going to pay my car note this month Because I'm going to do some right The fact that these are people who are on a show right now And they're coming to give you game for free Mm -hmm. you, You better take advantage of it I mean, unfortunately, if you're not in the city to do that Hey, but if you're here In LA, and you have an opportunity to go listen to some people who are in the business and they're telling you game for free, you better take advantage of Mm -hmm. it. So, shout out to them. Um, I'm hoping to be around when they do it. Paul's gonna, uh, Jeff
1: is gonna be on. I finally emailed with him. Um, Thank you for sending it to Mm -hmm. me. He'll be on on the 18th. On the 18th? 19th. 19th. Sorry, no, because the 18th is there. The day they're doing
0: their it. day and their thing, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. oh, well, then I'm gonna have to just come up and like sit in on their class mm-hmm. and take some notes mm-hmm. in the background. Hey, <laughs> but that's gonna be really, really exciting. So I'm excited about exactly. that. Exactly. And I've been stalking Jeff Thorne for years. Have you? I wouldn't say that to his face, but I'm telling you right now. (laughs) I know you're going to tell him. I know. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to (laughs) tell him. Well, I've been a fan of his from way back when he was an actor. But, Mm -hmm. you know, even after that, when I found out he was a writer. So it's kind of like, I'm excited because people that you've mired from a long, long Mm -hmm. time, and you finally get to sit down with them and talk shop. So I'm really excited about that.
1: Well, I mean, let's think about that. Now, since I just mentioned, like, it's been a year, basically, since we've been on the air, a little over, um, on our own show, Mm -hmm. um, and we've had some really good guests on our show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've met a lot of cool people that we didn't even know yet, and mm-hmm. now we met them here. Um, um, we didn't know Paul Gill, mm-hmm. for instance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that was, a, that was a really cool you know setup. And did you ever listen to Pilar's show? <laughs> so let me tell you then, for the kids. So, Paul... You can see by the silence. Mm-hmm. Girl, y'all don't even know. I ain't, I ain't going to embarrass you on the air. However, <laughs> this bitch don't listen to the show. I know.
0: My, in my defense... <laughs> There's no I'm, defense. I'm, I'm...
1: <laughs> All right, you're right. There's no defense. I'll just shut up. But
0: look, so
1: <laughs> since we're talking about Paul Gill, so Paul was on Pilar's show the week after he was on our show. Okay. Um, well, that's when she aired it. <clears throat> and... He went in talking about you and how he was trying to help you get staffed on the show, even more than he did on our show.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I have yeah. to go listen to the episode. That, that's
1: what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> you know? And, um, and and it came because Pilar kept pumping you going, Lisa is one of the best writers, yada, yada, yada. And he was like, I got to meet who this person is. So I went back and listened to our episode to see what it was he heard And I got exactly why he went after you
0: No, oh, what was that? Well,
1: because you were talking about being such a sci-fi nerd And a sci-fi geek and comic books and yada, yada, yada And being a strong woman And I was like, well, why fuck wouldn't he? You know what I mean? It does make That's sense. his show
0: That's what makes sense
1: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're a genre girl I mean, so I was like, fangirl Why the hell wouldn't he look for you? So it was like the perfect thing to talk about and the perfect thing for somebody Like that, <clears throat> as I always tell everybody You don't know who is listening to you mm-hmm. You know, that's why you have to Either be on your P's or Q's, you have to be you To the 100th degree, Right, and that's one thing You're not afraid to be, mm-hmm. and people Tap into that.
0: Because I'm not scared, it's like I, I would say this, if it was like many, many Years ago, when I was first starting out, like ugh, God, I think when I finally said, oh, I think I'm gonna be A screenwriter, I think I was like 19 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was always writing and doing things, but I was also heavily involved with education I wanted to be like a big educator. I kind of want to be like Angela Davis. I want to be like this militant educator person (laughs) creative that kind of person and Mm -hmm. um, You know moving up here and really wanting to write and and really having a love for genre and really wanted to get some new stories and I think That is also why I always say I want to write on a genre show or create a film because Mm -hmm. here's the problem when you read or you watch a lot of film and you know a lot of stuff, when you do watch TV shows or movies, you keep saying this: the same boring stories mm-hmm. being told over and over again. Sure. And you always need somebody Recycle. in the room who's going to be in there to tell you, uh, that's been done before and it's boring <laughs> and it's tired. Can we do something original and creative? So that's always been my push when I'm trying to do things like, I may give you something that's similar to what you think you're used to seeing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give you something a little bit different. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to try to show you something like, we're tired of looking at certain things. Okay. Like, I'm tired of vampires. Mm-hmm. So I remember I wrote a short story in *Claren* where I wrote an anti-vampire story. <laughs> anti-vampire. It was an anti-vampire. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm creating creatures that eat vampires fucking vampires okay and you know and then it became like it didn't turn into this book so i'm finishing mm-hmm. up my book and i'm god second rewrite which is always fun but it's like creating this world mm-hmm. that i see um, especially with supernatural and crazy stuff that Bends the trope and actually brings you some interesting new supernatural creatures that have always been well, here, you just said, but we just never see them because we're so sick and tired of seeing the same tired ones like zombies, you just vampires, said something interesting.
1: Better leave my zombies alone. You just said <laughs> something
0: interesting because we're
1: going to get on the zombies in okay. a second. Um, Paul Gio brought up, I know I'm talking about Paul a lot. Paul brought up something interesting that you talk about a lot. He just doesn't listen all, he hasn't heard all episodes imagination. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what you're talking about is, okay, everybody else is talking about zombies and werewolves and, you know, all that other vampires. Well, I'm, I'm going to take that and have a fucking monster or beast or whatever it is that eats those motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? And then brings you something new to the table. Exactly. You
1: know? <laughs> so you use using your imagination, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that is where we need to be starting to use I think he gave us a very valid point. Mm. You know, maybe we need to talk about that more about ways to use your imagination and to because we we do I think because we're instructors and we read so many in scripts, it's 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 so difficult not to go back to format and structure and stuff and character when there's so many mistakes. It's like you gotta learn that mm. shit first right. so you can play with the imagination. But right. I get where he's going with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um um, so, but we get caught up in that a lot because mm-hmm. I always still find myself going back to format and structure first before I think about imagination
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's on the page, right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. So that's, it's, it's a hard one. Something I'll bring up to him that, you know, maybe he's got some other ideas around what he thinks we could do for that. Right. You know, I'm sure you have some ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so since we're talking about zombies.
0: Child. We gotta
1: get into Let me tell you. We are a week late, but we gotta get no, into the okay. Walking it's Dead. It's
0: okay because you know honestly People still talking I, about I it. needed time to process <laughs> what had happened <clears throat> okay. on the season finale of The Walking Dead. Well let's tell uh, the kids. Let me let me let me tell you. Mm-hmm. When I when I sat down and watched it, mm-hmm. I had three drinks in front of me. <laughs> I had... Listen, listen. Actually, I think it was Ford. I mean, so I had my wine from when uh-huh. things were going well. Uh-huh. I would take a nice little sip, you know, <laughs> and a nice nice red, you know, um, uh, 1997 bottle. and Vintage, uh, vintage and shit. <laughs> and shit. You know, my nice glass. Mm-hmm. And then I had, like, my shot at Patron when shit is just not, like, <laughs> I need some help. Like, this is not going well. And then I had my grand, you know, my grand marinade where my sipping liquor mm-hmm. when things are kind of like <laughs> i'm, not, out the bottle I, I'm and just shit. i'm just no i had a little cups and then i had water you know to help balance me out mm-hmm. so literally and i had some nibbles you know because you got to have some food in your stomach but let me tell you that season finale not only was it so topsy-turvy and stressful for me because mm-hmm. you did number one of course every season finale everybody's always thinking mm-hmm. somebody's gonna die and so, of course, everyone's making side bets on Twitter, like who their favorite is. Well, let's just to say this. Go. They needed that for that. Oh, one. they needed that. They needed it bad. They needed it because. they I'm, were losing it. Okay, can I just say this? And, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, and I'm not ashamed to say it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to say the first half of this season <laughs> was shitty. Mm-hmm. Season one, I think episode one and two was okay. I can't remember. The first opening episode? Yeah. Because remember, we had just. Mm-hmm. We, well, I'm just gonna say the first two episodes. Like we mm-hmm. everybody got back together. Mm-hmm. We had just got out of terminus. Carol and Carol, came Daryl together. Carol and Carol. Oh I my have the God. weepy teary eye moment. Yes. You know, you had uh Tyrese and Sasha, mm-hmm. they got to see each other and mm-hmm. you know, it, the family had got back together mm-hmm. and it was all good. And then I don't know why why did they have to insist on having that whole hospital sequence? Like to me, that was like, we had this lovely cake, and you threw a turd mm-hmm. on top of the cake. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I kind of stopped watching. I had to go back and binge watch a little bit. I, did, I didn't want to see it anymore. And mm-hmm. it started to pick up after they left, after sure. What Your Name Got Killed. I'm like, why are we wasting all this time with her? Mm-hmm. Stop it. But then it started to pick up. And then what also pissed me off was they kept teasing me with Morgan. I agree. <sighs> if they didn't bring Morgan back in that finale, I would have I had was, No, I, you know what? I, I I would be driving to Georgia. <laughs> I would have to rent me a motel room uh-huh. and wait till they come back down and start filming <laughs> and be like, what the hell y'all doing? How mm-hmm. are you going to show him and tease me? Like the whole time, I could think, oh, he's coming. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, then, and then every now and then, and I'm just like, they're not going to show him. Like literally, was <laughs> like, if they don't show this dude, and they finally did like the first two minutes of the opening, and I was really excited. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hoping. And they didn't show him again until the finale. <sighs> it's like eight episodes gone. I'm like, how are you going to do that? But, it just shows you what a strong character is cuz this is my this is my dream. This mm-hmm. is all I want. Mm-hmm. If they just do this, I don't have to watch The Walking Dead ever again <laughs> in life. All I am just going based on the graphic novel cuz okay. okay, here's the thing. If you haven't read the graphic novel, Michonne gets good sex. Mhm. Okay? Michonne on the TV show mm-hmm. ain't had nothing. 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 Everybody has had somebody on that show, mm-hmm. except for Michonne. Well, Daryl hasn't had anybody either. Well, there's always that subtext with him and care and, and there's imagination, like you. But you, but you know, Robert you, Robert Kirkman
1: basically is kind of saying Daryl might be gay.
0: We'll see.
1: You know what I mean?
0: That would be wonderful if, if yeah. that happens. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but there's still, you know, he, he's got, you know, he he's got some choices, and you know, and you know, I mean, I mean, part of me is like, oh, Daryl Michonne we should get together, but you know, that'll never happen. <laughs> but it was just like. All I need is Morgan Mm -hmm. to hook up. Just give me a one-night stand with Michonne. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, maybe Michonne and Andrea can get together. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of times they're trying to follow the graphic novels, and then they're also not following the graphic novel. And I was just like, can she just have somebody? Can a black woman just have some love somewhere, anywhere? So my goal and hope is like, if you can just have those two pair up, Mm -hmm. her and Morgan, and they just have good sex. Well, let's talk about this for a second. And then... I mean, if you're gonna kill him and do whatever you're gonna do, you, I would be. You just happy. said something really interesting. They, they've
1: season one was a lot of sex because um, what's his name was oh, having man. sex with uh, oh, with the wife, and Shane was having sex <laughs> with his ooh. wife, and they, ooh, and they then Rick Shane. came back and he was having sex with his wife, so there was a lot of that going on, oh, um, but it kind of died out, and then oh Glenn and. Um, Maggie were having sex. Oh, yeah, they're boring, though. You know what I mean? But there was a couple of heated moments. And, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm just saying, but there was a lot more I mean, yeah, yeah. sexual tension going on. But you just said something interesting that I fucking forgot. I don't think they've showed any black people
0: having sex. They've had black... I mean... The, Im- the implication. Who? The implication was Sasha and Bob as a couple. I think they, they kissed. He kissed her, and it was like a very... Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, and you kind of know they were in love and with she wasn't her. even into it in that kiss. And, it, but... Of the end when they were talking about, oh, they're so in love. And, they, and you kind of, you the subtext was. It was implied. It was implied. And it was never Was inferred. it shown? It was never shown. That's all
1: I'm saying. Because yeah. Tyrese had the big fit about the girl in prison that he fell in love with. That like came out of nowhere to me. Yeah. And, and, and he was all in love with this girl. Never showed it. They never showed that there was a deep relationship except for like him grabbing her, or walking yeah. her somewhere, something. It yeah. was like nothing. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting because. We keep talking about how they need a black writer in that fucking room bad. Okay, one of us should be in there. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Look, um, I said it, Walking Dead, Kirkman. You ain't said it. Okay, Scott, y'all motherfuckers need to be calling us. Now, um, (laughs) uh, they need somebody in there because somebody in there must think that black people are going to have a hard time if we see it. There must be some reason why they are not showing... Particularly Michonne, because in the book, Michonne is fucking everybody. I mean, uh, oh my God. Something. Yeah. Down's back. Something's not right. Yeah. And I, 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 don't, I don't know what that thing is. Okay. So th- that's how I feel about it, that maybe they're a little afraid of something. And I think it's because there's no person of color who looks like us
0: to verify that it's okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know well, what I mean? I mean, it's just it's just, just it's just weird thing they have. And mm-hmm. I I don't understand what it is because people love Michonne. Mm-hmm. People love all those characters on that mm-hmm. show. And sure. it's like I almost feel like you're you're not showing her feel- full humanity and showing her having desires because every time you see her she's either taking care of Rick, mm-hmm. taking care of Carl. Or she's angry about something. <laughs> she pissed off about something. I mean, mm-hmm. they were trying to soften her up a little bit by having her kind of take a having some concern about sasha and sasha wigging out and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but it's like you never really get to see her being sexual and everybody else has Mm -hmm. you know and it's like i i just want to see that and i'm hoping i'm hoping i'm hoping morgan will bring that because i think one of the things that that um the actor um lenny brings to the role Mm -hmm. is there's a strong magnetism there's a certain masculinity Mm -hmm. that might even be more overpowering than rick It's almost like the grown-up has arrived now, Mm -hmm. and he's seeing y'all messing up. Well, let's talk about
1: something interesting. How is it that somebody can come in in episode one and not be in any more episodes, I think, in season one that I remember? I don't think he was. I don't think he came back into episode two Mm -mm. or three, Mm -hmm. but everybody and their mother is talking about him.
0: Oh, there was, somebody, there was somebody on Twitter joking like, he get more love than Andre and all the other characters on there mm-hmm. who were on there for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think, one, it comes from the, the actor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He has such a presence. Sure. And I think because of that first episode where you show, basically he was like a mirror of Rick. Here he had like his wife, lost his wife, he has his son. Um, he's trying to hold his family together. Mm-hmm. I think that mirror effect with those two characters... I think what happens is that we just we just feed into that, mm-hmm. and we want to see more of that. And plus, we see that friendship between the two of them. Sure. I think there's something a certain dynamic between those two characters of mm-hmm. Rick and Morgan. And I think Rick really needs a friend. He needs a male friend, mm-hmm. not an a adversary like you know somebody who's adversarial like Shane was, mm-hmm. not someone who's competing with him or like Herschel was. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of like well, Herschel was more like the. The grandfather league type. I, I mean, someone who's your equal, who's okay. your buddy, who's your friend, someone who's you know. Well, Shane could age. have been, but they may change. Yeah yeah, 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 And they should yeah. have kept Shane with his finances. I know. But anyway, <laughs> the thirst trap that was Shane. But uh, I probably would like Rick more if they would have cast Home Dude to play mm. Shane. I'd be like, oh my god, don't hurt Rick. Mm-hmm. But I, there's just something about that friendship, and I'm hoping that when they bring Morgan in next season, um, he probably won't last long, as most of the black male characters <laughs> don't. Um, I'm hoping that there'd be some kind of balance and I'm sure there's going to be some type of conflict because mm-hmm. Rick has been so used to being the boss of everything and he's kind of losing it right now. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a calmness to Morgan that's so, so necessary to this group. And, uh, Michonne needs to have some dick. Okay. Or, you know what? She can go the other way. She can get a female too. Like, mm-hmm. who can she hook up with? Like, can her and Sasha hook up or whoever? <laughs> Who's free? Who's available? You know, I just need her to have that. So, and then I can be happy. Like, I, could, I don't even have to watch the show ever again, you know, but I, I will because I love me some Michonne and Daryl. Those are my two Well, it's funny because in my, in my, in my spec script that I wrote, I wrote a scene where,
1: you know, they end up trapped in the middle of a, like a snowstorm <clears throat> and um, I made it so that Michonne and Tyrese's character go off on like a, they're kind of like on a highway that leads to the city and they're like scavenging, scavenging for things and Michonne and and um, Tyrese have a moment where um, he touches her in a way. They're passionate with each other. There's been, like, kind of sexual tension mm-hmm. through the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And they finally, she opens up a door for them and, like, pushes them. And they have, like, raunchy, wow. like, serious sex. Well, you maybe know? I just
0: need to read your script. Maybe. And, not be- <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um... <clears throat> And I've actually had a few of my friends read it, going, "Oh well, you know, do you think she would do that?" I'm like, "Y'all motherfuckers, Y'all didn't you read have didn't read the book."
0: Yeah. Okay. This is like from jump when she first met him. She's yeah. like, "Hello, and here we are." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And and so I wanted to play on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean with Tyrese? I think she had sex with Tyrese in the, in the book too. I can't remember. It's been a minute since I looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I wanted to show that. I'm like, they haven't shown this yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will be a moment that people are reading them, like, "Ooh, did you see this script where he did blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah?" And um, I think I've had like two of my friends who read it went, damn, this is really good. But would they do that? I was like, no, they just haven't done it yet. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right, that's part of the problem.
0: Well, I'm hoping it happens. You know, Morgan's there, and as um, far as I'm concerned, he's like one of my my top favorite characters. And be mm-hmm. like him, but I'm just hoping they give Michonne some love and, mm-hmm. and and work it out. Anyhow, so that's kind of like my feeling. On I was thrilled with the the. It was just so exciting, and it totally made up for the first. Well, the middle of the <laughs> season which was just like pfft, I could not wait. I was literally I wanted to cry cuz it was so bad in the middle.
1: Well, everybody's doing this thing on their TV shows where they go off with a character or two and spin an episode or two with one. It's it's kind of
0: I don't know if I like it or not yet because every now and then it's okay, you know, if it builds on the story, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you that middle segment at the hospital, it stopped the moment, the I momentum agree. that they have from leaving Terminus, mm-hmm. from getting everybody back together. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, now they're straight going to go to Alexandria. We're gonna have. Then you have this pit stop. It was just like they put the brakes on and it just sounded like, hey, someone pitched an idea in the writer's room. Hey, let's explore this. This mm-hmm. would be great. We can bring bricks. From. Nobody care about mm-hmm. that bitch when she died. I mean, it was a dramatic moment. You know, but as far as I'm concerned, like, okay, can we leave now? I mean, I hate to be basic like that. I was like, okay, she did. Can we go? Yeah. And the only thing I
1: liked about it was the moment on Daryl's face, because Daryl is such a great actor. I just liked his his face Mm -hmm. when she came walking out. He was carrying her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then Maggie lost it and fell on the ground. You know what I mean? There was moments in there, but I agree. They could have done that while they were on the road to me. It didn't need to happen there at all. Right. You know? Right. Because quite frankly, the last few episodes before they killed, um, everybody hates Chris. I always forget his coach's name. Everybody ate Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before they killed him, Mm -hmm. I was like, why is he even here? I'm not even using them properly.
0: Yeah. It was like, that was a total, I mean, hey, yay for a brother having a little job, be on a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. But literally in terms of momentum and pacing and adding some to the story, it was kind of a waste of character. It's like you could have wasted all, you could have saved all of that momentum and put in some better episodes that would have got us to that. But you know what? Like I said, they, it, it kind of made up for it with the finale. You gave me (laughs) 90 minutes. Of stressing out, oh God, Glenn's gonna die, oh God, Daryl's gonna minutes. die, oh God, is it Sasha? And, it, and then Father Gabriel flipping mm-hmm. out, and and then that moment where, literally, I want to kill Father. Like, I was like, can someone kill him? Because someone just kill I hate you know him. Mean, I, <laughs> I mean, of all the brothers you let live, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And then, then it was like that moment where he has that breakdown and he's like self hating, and then they're sitting together, praying together, mm-hmm. as if they forgive him. Like, literally, it was one of those moments where I felt like, God damn, that's probably how it really would be. Be like, I just wanna kill you and then you realize, oh my God, he is just tormented mm-hmm. and what the hell am I doing? I'm about ready to kill this guy. But see,
1: all three of them were tormented. They yeah. needed that moment to yeah. so what I wanna know is do they find God again or was it more like a we just needed a moment to kind of come together. Yeah. You know, cause it was a tableau of different things right. going on at the
0: same time. And the fact that Maggie didn't say nothing to everybody else, like this mother going to told these people that we, and she said nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh y'all now having this meeting about what we did outside the gate. Like that mm-hmm. should have been from John when we walked in, we should have had a town meeting. Like, mm-hmm. look, look y'all it is bad out there mm-hmm. <laughs> and didn't give them a whole litany of all the bad things you did. Mm-hmm. That way you got Gabriel coming there and talking about, Oh, they're evil sinner people. And I'm like, dude <laughs> shut up mm. you know and it kind of made them sinister and of course carol done done turned into some scary woman now she like you know what she's scarier now and yeah. then what's his name from it
1: pennywise mm. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. like that's funny. when she was talking to the little boy and stuff like <laughs> these cookies and you know what? i'm gonna put you outside and i'm like <laughs> and that's when everybody had that hashtag carol <laughs> for scary Carol, and then and then when her and Rick were like, we gonna have to kill him. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Y'all coming off like colonizers and stuff. We gonna come up and take some people's stuff? Y'all sound like the people, you know? So I, there's, there's, I think that's what's, yeah,
1: what they're saying is what happens in this world. Yeah. that really is the real world. And thank
0: God Morgan has come to to bring some sanity. <laughs> and back. He's all zen. And he's all—I mean, (laughs) he got like the trial. He coming out like the Trinidadian stick fighting, and it's like black people turning to ninjas, y'all. Like the apocalypse happens. Guess what? We all going to be able to. (laughs) Okay, hold on, hold on. One
1: little thing. One last thing, and we'll get off Walking dead. (laughs) So on talking dead, Lenny said that because I thought as soon as he put the. So what happened for the people who haven't seen the show? Spoiler alert. Okay. It's too late. (laughs) Yeah, we just spoiled all kind of stuff. Um, first of all, Lenny. Two guys try to capture him. He killed. He, I guess he killed them because they didn't no, wake I up. Think he,
0: no, because on, on the. No, they weren't he dead. He let him go. Yeah, they weren't
1: dead. Right, but but he he put them in a the car and honked the horn. Now, when you honk the horn in this world, you're calling zombies to mm-hmm. you. But he closed the door. Did you see that? Because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, good, he's gonna leave the door open so the zombies can come in. Because they because they were knocked out.
0: Yeah, I think what he did was he just just to hold them there so he could get away. Mm-hmm. You know, because at first I am trying to figure out, oh, he's gonna kill him. All right. Then I thought, is he honking? One, is he honking because maybe he's thinking there's other guys that are working with them. Mm-hmm. He's honking to say, hey, come on out, you know, to see who else is out there. But that was his excuse. I'm just saying that, and I, I thought he, I thought he said
1: something to that nature that he was trying to let them go or something like that. Because Chris Hardwick even said something about. You know, then you honked a horn like you were calling the zombies. He said, no, that wasn't what I was doing. I was like,
0: yeah, dude. It looked
1: just like that.
0: Anyway. Yeah. To me, it was like, you know what? I don't want to kill these guys because mm-hmm. I don't want to bring myself to their level. Mm-hmm. But... I'm going to have him trapped in here to give myself by myself some time to get away from them mm. and for them not to see where I'm going. Okay. Because I think maybe he might have thought he might have been close to Rick and them and he just basically just to get away. Because I was kind of confused there. I'm like, is he trying to call him to kill him? But then he closed yeah. the door. Then I was like, well, maybe he's trying to call the other people. But now hindsight, after watching it again, I, I was thinking more or less, it was more like, okay, they're going to hold you guys here. hmm and then I can bounce because obviously you guys are coming from some other group. so your people are gonna come find you. But I'm a bounce. You just said something interesting.
1: You said after watching it again, the finale and the 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 premiere are the only two I saved. I usually save them all, mm-hmm. and I just have been
0: erasing them because they haven't been that. Yeah, good. Yeah, they're not. They're not. You know what? They were not worth mm-hmm. keeping on the DVR. No. So that tells you how bad space. it was. Like if, they don't deserve the space on the exactly. DVR. So I don't That's blame. I don't blame you. I sat up the first two openings and then that last one. That's all you need to see for this season. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's all you need to watch.
1: Well, look, we're going to do a short episode today. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into we haven't done one this entire year yet. So we're going to do a Don't Sleep On Them segment. For those of you who don't know, that's a little segment where we read a writer who's got some cool shit. A cool action scene, an opening scene, you know, and we'll discuss it and dissect and talk about what we liked and, you know, how it all worked and et cetera. Um, Let's do yours.
0: Oh, Yeah. This is an old – I think I talked about this uh, many episodes ago when I was talking about when you're writing – if you're trying to write something that's science fiction and you're trying to put in a lot of information very quickly. So this is an old, old script. This is about eight years old. And the reason why I want to bring it and read this one is because, one, I have some distance from it, Mm -hmm. so I can be really objective. And also, it's also... um, I call it a near-future piece, but I'm really into... like I really love uh, action-oriented openings. Like I like things to be happening and me trying to figure out what's going on. Curiosity. And curiosity. Mm -hmm. So this is a script. It's called uh, Contraband, and the premise basically is... It's kind of like right now... um, It takes place in 2020, which is not too far from, what, almost four years from now, five years from now. Um, But basically the idea is when I was reading about Monsanto many years ago, I read these books called um, Uncensored. Mm -hmm. And I also read uh, books on the best science writing, like not science fiction, actual science writing of the year. And many years ago I was reading about these Terminator seeds. Supposedly Monsanto was making seeds where uh, you can only plant them one time. Hmm. and then you'd have to keep buying your seeds. So I thought, what if in the future? Because I knew water is going to be an issue. California, we about, to, <laughs> we, we, we about to die, y'all. You always
1: talk about the, that. Food I've and been talking water, about food
0: and water. So my mm-hmm. idea was, what if you had a future where the contraband is actually seeds, having seeds that mm-hmm. can reproduce? Okay. So this is a society that basically their contraband is being able to be self-sustaining, living off the grid. Because if you can control people's food and water, you can control populations. Okay. So this is just an opening of a script I wrote uh, Many years ago. I, re- I read Conch the uh, characters. Ago. Sure. Um, <coughs> you want to read all the characters? That's fine. Okay. Very good. Uh, my, the characters, and so you know the pronunciation, is Zulima, Imsada, and, of course, Blau. So here we go. Fade yeah. in. Exterior. Busy Los Angeles intersection day. The year is 2020, and shit hasn't changed all that much. Just more cars, more people, more pollution. Zulema, 23, a pretty and very pregnant Mexican woman sells roses and oranges from a shopping cart on a corner. In a pampered and perfumed world, Zulema would be some rich guy's eye candy, but in this one, her pretty chestnut face will age and turn to leather before she's 25. Across the street, a young black woman, Insada, 25, watches Zulema warily. She flicks open and shut a Swiss army knife. A slouch, Bilal, 30s, passes Insada and stands half a block away. His face is hidden behind a tattered hoodie. He nervously smokes a hand-rolled cigarette. Zulema passes two roses to a customer in a high-end red car. Are these American Beauty Roses? C, good quality. Currency is exchanged. The red car drives off. A compact car pulls up. Bilal whistles are alerting Zulema, who pulls out a long stem rose. A small packet is taped to the rose's interior. Easy, Zulema.
1: Nice and slow.
0: The red car makes a violent U-turn and blocks the compact car. Two men leap out of the red car carrying high-tech firearms. Thwack, thwack, they shoot the driver of the compact car. Zalima rums, blam, her chest bursts open. She falls on her knees and kills over. Ooh. So that's just the opening. That's good. So when you, the idea behind it was mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of show a scene that we've always seen. All the time and what we consider typical L.A. A lot of times if you've lived in L.A. for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, we have a lot of vendors that sell things on the Mm -hmm. corners like you cannot Get off Oranges, the freeway roses, exit, socks, mm-hmm. anything you need, they sell this. And this is, this is normal. Like There's been times when literally I've been looking like I need a pair of socks. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like going to Target. Literally, I've driven around the block <laughs> like still. where I need to get. Or when you just broke and you cheap and it's Mother's Day and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like stopping. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got roses. So mm-hmm. these are things that are every day. Also, I wanted to show that literally, and right now we're in 2015. I think I wrote the script in 2000. Literally what I've said in the script. Has come to pass Ain't changed Nothing's really mm-hmm. changed It's just more people This, this looks like Exactly It's exactly it. Like it is it's more cars yep. More pollution And what I want to place In there in 2020 it, By telling you it's 2020 Just to let you know That things haven't Changed that much So you kind of know It's the near future Kind of mm-hmm. futuristic But not that far Into the future True. And basically It's just you know It's the typical scene We've seen Someone selling Something from the corner Someone buys it um, you see this packet, the assumption is it's going to be some kind of drug deal, but it's not until the scene after Zelima's kill that you find out what's inside the packet and that the contraband they're selling is not drugs, is actually seeds they're trying to get out of the city, mm-hmm. okay? And these are seeds that they can actually reproduce and grow their own food in a society where food and water is controlled so seriously that most people, you, you can't really go against any type of political regime, you really can't. Cause any type of revolution because you're so dependent on your food and water. Sure. So well, let me, basically, go ahead. well,
1: let me talk about a couple of things. Um, <laughs> here's I, we always talk about the very first line that you write should tell you the tone and should make you go, "Ooh, that's just my opinion," mm-hmm. because <clears throat> it makes me want to read. Mm-hmm. The very first line you say, "The year is 2020." Okay, we got that. That sounds pretty normal, mm-hmm. but then you say. And shit hasn't changed all that much. Just more cars, more people, more pollution. Mm-hmm. That's telling me
0: a lot about the tone of the entire mm-hmm. show. Without me having... And that was one of the things I had to work on because a lot of times when you're watching, when you write something that's mm-hmm. near future, a lot of writers make the mistake of writing too much detailed stuff. Sure. They start talking about dilapidated buildings or super... No. Mm-hmm. I-, I want it to be able to say a whole lot without a whole lot of lines mm-hmm. and basically let you know, hey, it's 2020. So you know, one, it's the future. Mm-hmm. And basically, I'm straight up, ain't shit, ain't changed. <laughs> <laughs> so in your mind, you automatically think, okay, more cars. You're, you kind of create that dystopian world without me having to write all that shit on the page. Because okay. what I'm really trying to do, it's one of the things, uh, one of the earlier scripts I really tried to do, because I was reading a lot of sci-fi scripts, and a lot of it was too much detail, too mm-hmm. much, too much black mm-hmm. on the white page. Yeah. And I was really trying to teach myself how do you get information concise? Concise information mm-hmm. that visually pops in your head sure. without me having to write so much stuff, you know? All right. So. My favorite passage is few lines
1: few lines down. <clears throat> you say, in a pampered and perfumed world, Zalima would be some rich guy's eye candy. But in this one her pretty chestnut face so you're telling me a lot of little things mm-hmm. her pretty chestnut face will age and turn to leather mm-hmm. before she's 25 mm-hmm. that is some fucking poetry right mm-hmm. there and it's that like I said deep. it's
0: the idea of getting the visual like when you when you look at the early if I was to show you the earlier drafts is that mm-hmm. it was like trying to write all that well she's this she's this and it's like say at least how you would tell your homeboy mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and <laughs> For me, I come from a lot of, I listen to a lot of hip hop. Sure. And so a lot of times when you listen to really good hip hop, they can say a lot and give you a little bit of a story in the words. So I was listening, I think at that time I was going back and listening to a lot of Ice Cube mm-hmm. and how Ice Cube can tell a story, you know. Um, how God. was I listening to? Uh, oh God, what is the one, if Today Was a Good today Day? Today Was a Good Day, yeah. Where he tells you a whole world and you imagine it. So in a way I was trying to figure out how do I give you a whole lot of information about this girl's life? And like you said, trying to use it's just mainly trying to use visual words. Well, the
1: last thing I'm gonna say is even even the the characters. You know, we always talk about naming your characters a certain thing. You know, Zalima, thats an interesting name. We say Umsada. Imzada. Umsada. 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 Bilal. thats badass. Well, just letting you know, what letting what I mean?
0: you know uh, they they color folks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, it's not just David and Eric and Charles and you know what I mean. But um, yeah, this <laughs> is a good one. This mm-hmm. is a good one. Let's do the other one really quick. It's Very fast. Good. So the other one is called mystic valley high, high. Uh, let me pull that up right quick
0: Ooh, it and sounds this like one that. it's a YA. yeah it's um
1: tongue of age fantasy <clears throat> um it's like filled with magical creatures and princesses and knights and sorcerers oh, that kind of um stuff. it's it's about like a competing high school where um the 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 the, the the villain school is burned down so they got to go to their school oh my so god so they all kind of so come rivalry. together yeah it's like a rivalry thing <laughs> I so love that. but this is by my boy frank Zenka. mystic valley high by frank Zenka.
0: you want to do the characters I'll do. It. okay <clears throat> exterior mystic valley morning the rolling hills and various castles populate the landscape in the nearby ocean mermaids pop out of the surf cannon fire is heard as two pirate ships battle one another Back on land, the fairies play, leaving behind a trail of sparkling dust. Welcome to Mystic Valley, the home of all that's magical. A Peccas assumes overhead as two unicorns run down the field, leaving rainbows in their wake. In the center of the field is a rectangular castle with the word Mystic Mall printed on it. Further down the road is a majestic building, Mystic Valley High. Further still, in the corner of a village is a cottage. Unfortunately... My life is anything but. Dissolved to, interior, Jocasta's bedroom, morning. Jocasta, a brown-haired young girl of 15, rolls over in her bed. A rooster crows, then crows again louder. Jocasta, groaning, shoots a bolt of energy from her hand out the window. The rooster yelps and does not crow again. Joe leaps up, placing her hands over her mouth, making an oops face. The rooster enters with its feathers all striking in the air. Sorry, didn't mean to do that. The
1: dude looks great, though gonna drive those hens crazy
0: (laughs) that is cute yeah
1: it's very cute it goes on and on and on Uh um but it gets it gets
0: really dialogue heavy so that's why i thought Mm -hmm. we'd stop it there but let's talk about this a little bit right well what i like is one thing is he has a lot of things going on but when you're looking at and reading it down the page it's very clean
1: well let me tell you a little secret (laughs) and um when he sent it to me, there were blotches like this.
0: Really? Yeah. So he had him blotches. He had a
1: lot of blotches. Mm. So I called him and I said, here's what I want you to do. <laughs>
0: you had him do a rewrite?
1: I had him do a... Well, I didn't have him change anything but clean up the page. Yes. You know what I mean? So that your eyes go right. down, not across. hmm And um, so that's the first thing we did. Because literally that whole first passage from all the way up to back on the land, the fairies... Mm-hmm. That was all one cluster. Oh, okay. You know, for instance, you know what I mean? So I just had them go through each and every one of them and drop every beat. Yeah, because you know? what
0: that does is if that would have been a block. It would have been a block. If you would have had that and, and reading it, like if I was just a reader or somebody just, or a gatekeeper just reading sure. that. It's a lot of information to take in a paragraph, but by simply separating in the sentences, mm-hmm. what it does is it almost gives you the scene in the movie. Correct. Like, your eye is seeing, okay, the rolling hills and various castles populate the landscape. It gives you an image. And then it gives you an image. Mm -hmm. And then you go on to the next image. I mean, Mm -hmm. immediately, like, oh, okay, there's mermaids Mm -hmm. in this world. But had it been that paragraph, it Mm would have been like, blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. And we take in people – this is why I'm always trying to tell people about keeping your pages clean because Mm – we take in what we see. Right. You know, if you see a cluster, it, it reads to you like a cluster sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you take in images on its own, like you now when you're writing sometimes and you want something to stand like in yours, you would say, um, you did something like across the street. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want you did the little slug, right? Right. So you wanted me you to do know the mini the mini slug line. Yeah, so yeah. you wanted me to know something important here. Right. Right. So you could say Jacob you know, right. ones across the street, blah 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 right. blah. Right. You know, whatever it is, but you, you're trying to tell me something. So, so, so to me, the same thing when you're when you're breaking off all those clusters of of paragraphs, right. you're reminding me this moment is important. Right. It needs its own beat,
0: and it's making you pay attention. Yes. Because most of the time, when you're reading a script and there's lots of of uh, really big paragraphs on there, honestly, most people ignore most of the stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll catch a couple of words. But automatically in their mind, they're like, I don't feel like reading on that shit. Mm-hmm. Let me just get to the story, you know. But by simply separating, you're making me feel like, oh, I really need to pay attention to this. Plus, it's easier for me to look at and sure. it's easier for me to read. But let's talk about his, um,
1: his first three or four lines that he opens up with. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it tells you the world in, in, in just those three paragraphs. Right. You know, the rolling hills and various castles
0: populate the landscape. Okay. Most of the time, there's only one castle. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. The fact that that you have several castles, one, Mm -hmm. you're telling me this is a very unique world. This Mm -hmm. is not, you know, the one Harry Potter world where there's one castle or something like that. Sure. You're telling me various castles. So it's okay. This is a totally different world. Mm -hmm. And you're also telling me the genre. You're showing me the genre right away from jump. Then the next one, mermaids. Mermaid's popping out like it ain't nothing, mm-hmm. okay? So, clearly, so they're like dolphins or okay, something, huh? Clearly, mm-hmm. you know, this world has a bunch of everything. And, and then, of course, cannon fires heard as two pirate ships battle one another. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going all, on. All this is going on mm-hmm. in this one world, okay? So one thing it tells you, like, this must be the norm, okay? Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing interjecting showing, like, oh, people are – there's no signs of people running out. Oh, what's going on? There's kind mm-hmm. can- this is the norm because on land the fairies are right, playing, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know right? Yeah, I mean? right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: They're killing each other on the water, right? You know what I mean. And I think
0: what can get lost sometimes. This is very important because when we have that inciting incident or whatever is going to change, mm-hmm. this is telling me what the norm is. Sure. So it's preparing me to be unaware. Like, okay, this is something that's different that's happening. So you're preparing me. That, okay, all kinds of crazy, wondrous things are happening, so I'm really going to be really interested in finding out, well, what's going to change this sure. world? You've got mermaids, you've got castles, you've got pirate ships. Actually, it sounds like a really fun world to me. It's cute. Okay? It's cute. I'll send you it, the pilot. And you then agree. it's like, well, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the rooster can talk, you know, like, it's, it's a completely different world. And Jocasta,
0: I mean, she's a typical teen. Great name. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like she's typical and she's just like a uh, rooster and she does something that most people uh that I really want to do sometimes when I'm at my place <laughs> and my neighbors who have ducks and chickens and roosters mm-hmm. I wish I could roll over and be like ping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you see how um, after we were, When we're inside of Jocasta's bedroom A rooster crows and crows louder Jocasta groaning Shoots a bolt of energy from her hand out the window mm-hmm. So now you know Oh, she okay. has powers She has powers Exactly Okay
0: <clears throat> And we're focusing on her Of course, you've got her voiceover And mm-hmm. basically, she's telling you You know my world is magical. Unfortunately, my life is anything but. Mm-hmm. So already we're saying she lives in a magical world, but she's unhappy about it. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to be on the lookout for what's going to change Jacosta's life. Sure. Like, what is this thing? You mm-hmm. know, this is really cute. Yeah, it's very cute.
1: Um, yeah, and um, yeah, if I was talking to Frank about it. I- I'll send you the script though. You might want to oh, cool. read it. Oh, cool. Yeah. because um, it, it, it's actually a pilot. Oh, You okay. know, it sounds like it'd be a cute
0: movie, but it could be a TV show if you want. Yeah, wanted, you especially know what I mean? you've got like the typical like. You know, you have to always have the high school rivalries, but mm-hmm. what kind of a high school rivalry do you have well, in they this have, world? Well, they have their powers. They have their powers. Exactly. And then you've got the school coming into another school, mm-hmm. and you're having to, like, I'd be really curious to know. Uh, yeah, and the, the, the evil girl school. is always bullying her
1: and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, her and her evil friends. You know, it's, it's cute. It's Aww. Cute. Yeah. Well, thank you, Frank, and thank you, Lisa, mm-hmm. for that. That was our don't sleep on them" segment you
0: guys can have, can send it's us so, you know, it's so funny because when you we send it in it's like it's hard to say like don't sleep on them when you're reading your own stuff It's like oh yeah, don't sleep on Lisa from well, 2000 yeah but <laughs> you know but it, it's still relevant yeah yeah yeah
1: right? I mean what you were teaching us though if you think about it was um, look at how something still works today mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. I wrote this what was it
0: it's 14 years ago, yeah. 13, 14 years ago. Literally, yeah. And it still has legs. Yeah, especially know? when it's, I'm saying it's 2020. And literally 2020 is only like five years away from now. And literally what I wrote in the script is pretty much true. But it was a long time ago. It when you was wrote a it. long time ago. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like 50. Yeah, it's like, and uh, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much nothing has changed. It's just more people. And, and- see, here's,
1: here's what I'm hearing is in 2000, you were already writing like this. Mm-hmm. So what does your writing look like now? Oh
0: God, I know. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> and,
1: and that's what I, you know, like we've read some of my old stuff too, and I'm always just trying to do it so people see mm-hmm. the growth, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think that we as instructors in having this podcast, we should put ourselves mm-hmm. on the on the chopping block, so to speak, so mm-hmm. people know who we are. You know, I can't say that most other.
0: Shows do this, <laughs>
1: you know what I mean. Right. Look, here's one of ours.
0: Yeah, you know, help us dissect it too When I was a real baby rat back you know in what the mean? day, Whatever. trying to come up with something, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's what's up. So that is the don't sleep on them segment. I mean, don't sleep on somebody who's got some cool stuff. You know what I mean. Um, so with that, where can people find you at Lisa Lisa Cole uh, Jam? You can
0: find me on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, especially if uh, we're doing a um, Saturday Night Sci Fi or Friday Night Horror. Those are hashtags. Um, I also want people to, if you get a chance to, I'm always on Twitter, at mm-hmm. just Lisa Bolacaja, but if you get a chance to, there's a um, a hashtag, I think it's, it's called Film Dis, Film, F-I-L-M-D-I-S, and it talks about film and disability. So there are writers out there with various disabilities who write about film, and they are film writers too, so I want, you know, give an opportunity for people to check out the different voices that are coming in and writing. So mm-hmm. shout out to them. And you can also find me on Bitchflix, which is the... Uh, one of my favorite websites Because we talk about We do film reviews And, and film criticisms But it's always told From a feminist Intersectional viewpoint And um, I'm always writing Something on there And not, it's not necessarily Always uh, brand new films It could mm-hmm. be old films It could be foreign films So you can always Check me out on there I'm always writing something Like every two weeks So That's what's up. check me out on Bitchflix right. And I'm your
1: host Hilary Guest, And uh, you guys can find me On Twitter At Hilary Guest. Or, you know, Instagram, Facebook, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. <clears throat> and you guys can follow us at Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, you guys want to email us, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Um, special, special shout-out again to, you know, all you top countries. I keep blasting you guys out because <laughs> I'm noticing every time I blast them, the numbers grow. <laughs> <laughs> so, damn it. Thank you, England, Canada, Australia, Japan, Brazil. Um, um all y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> France, <laughs> uh Spain, um, China, Japan. I said Japan already.
0: Um that's what happens when you don't reach it.
1: Um you know what I mean? Y'all Especially know Especially all are. those
0: people in those countries who are independent filmmakers. Mm-hmm. South Africa. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of the really good stuff that's really coming out, mm-hmm. like the stuff that I'm really excited at looking at, mm-hmm. they're all independent stuff. Don't tell me, but I still watch the big movies. <laughs> but a lot of the stuff that's really subversive or creative, they've been independent. Especially mm-hmm. the horror movie It Follows I just saw. Oh, a minute yeah, back, yeah, yeah. Uh, really. Interesting. I watched that trailer. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. It's a really. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, on Lisa scale, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm hard. You know, on a scale of one to ten, it's about a six, okay. which is okay. That's that's, that's okay. Yeah. But um, I was I was really pleased that they're trying to do something new with her because it's it's really hard when you're an old head to <laughs> to get me to be engaged, and I was really engaged with that. And that's a, a independent film. Okay. So all you independent filmmakers in all those countries, hey, keep. Keep doing that, and hit me up on Twitter if you have an independent film or something that you think that I might be interested in, maybe reviewing for Bitch Flicks or something like that. You know, That's hit me up. up on Twitter. That's cool. So
1: <clears throat> y'all heard it today. We were talking about a little season wrap up, and you know, being our first year. Of course, we went in about the Walking Dead. You know, um, did I talk
0: about my pilot that I did? Was that no. Today? The reason why you were looking at me like last session, uh-huh. you were so. Because I could tell when I try to get in contact with you and you, don't, and you don't call back, it's like, ooh, they out there.
1: Well, let me just tell you guys in a quick little nutshell because I'm going to wrap this up. So we were shooting a new pilot called Faux Show. It was written and directed by my boy, Scotch Ellis Loring. <clears throat> and um, his partner is Todd Holland. Everybody knows who he is. Big big director in television. And um, it starred um, Kim Coles and Erica Alexander and Tiffany Haddish and Ben Patrick Johnson. Mm-hmm. Who we had on our episodes. Um, so look for that. It's coming out soon. Faux Show TV. Um, that's F A U X Show TV on Twitter. Um, so follow us and see what's going on. That's going to be coming out soon. It's a sitcom style, you know, three camera, you know. Um, but we actually break the fourth wall and we go single camera too. So it's kind of a mixture. And uh, we got a really cool cast and um, it's funny. It's mm-hmm. cute. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, we did that shit. So, and then you see I'm exhausted. <laughs> and of course, I'm shooting a documentary this week that I'm directing and producing. So that's going to be, uh, <laughs> I got a lot of work to do this week. Just prepping and, you know, working with the line producer, Frank yeah. uh, Zanka, actually, is my line producer. He's, oh, bad, okay. he's badass. And um, so, anyway, shout out to the whole cast and crew of Faux Show and um, everybody over there. We thank you. And um, Lisa, Lisa, mm-hmm. y'all, we thank y'all. So, y'all know what to do. Keep it straight. Keep it opinionated. Mm. Keep it what? 2015. 2015. Peace, y'all. Ciao. <laughs>
0: Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room. Tongues won't be fitting. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it, no limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into therrillas. And no, ain't no stopping any topic, even the random. Hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon. We only grow shit. Welcome to the random. No, that's it, that's all I got to say.